Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Diet Starts Monday. This week, we talk about how Beyonce left us with no income tax money. Um, We take a deep dive into our feels, and I give you a little sample of my childhood and explain, I guess, why I am the way I am. So enjoy. It's your three favorite cows driving on the East Coast, figuring it out and always doing the most. We've got our ups and downs at the end of the day. Don't forget, diet starts Monday. You will never stop with these sound effects. I am just the scat queen. And and by that, I mean jazz scat. Scat cat. And we're going to leave it at that. So <laughs> you welcome back. That. Leave welcome it back, that. everybody. Listen, we know. I know who I am. I'm, I'm just You're Brandon being my authentic yeah. self. Yeah. Uh, Listen, I have, I, have, start. <laughs> I have been to middle school, everyone. I made it. I survived. So I can take these last name puns, Shat Scat, Chateau on a Turtle, um, a la Austin Powers. Uh, Anywho. I was like, why are you pooping on turtles? That's so sad. You know, you do you remember that? Anyway. I didn't watch those. I watched um, with Beyonce and that was it. They're all trash, but like fun trash, you know? I feel it. I feel it. But anyways, we have an audience to focus on. So hello, world. (laughs) We're back again. You didn't ask for it, but we're still here. It's kind of like the government administration. So yeah. But I'm retweet. Thank you. Thank you. you. I'm here all week. Sips, literally sipping. Mm, Sips 151. Um, Anyways. Yeah. What's up, y'all? What's new? What's going on in your lives? I hear it's snowing. Well, in terms of life and just good things, we had, you know, one whole inch of snow out here in Murray Land. I think you got a little Therefore, more than that. It was like a foot almost, yeah, right? Like, I mean, there was like several inches, let's be honest. But, you know, in typical fashion, everyone panicked, like shit shut down. I'm not mad about it. Work was closed. Living. Um, sorry to all my friends who like telecommute and shit like that. But shout out to me, um, Maya. You are in like where? Where are you coming to us from? Because this is different. This is different. For yeah, you. coming coming live from the West Coast. I am in LA trying to jumpstart my rap career, and so it's been you know it's been going good. I don't know how much I like it out here, but rap is life. So you just gotta work. It's hard out here for a pimp, according to Terrence Howard, and he was not wrong. Shout out to <laughs> movies. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm well. not watching a rap career, but I am. I am in LA. I take a little vacation, just trying to get some sun. But it's been raining like a motherfucker, so that's really sucked. But it's been nice. But I do attest to the fact that I don't love it out here for like living reasons. It's definitely not the East Coast. So, yeah, that's what's up with me. Um, that reminds me, which I guess I should have like gone with on the last episode, but a bitch got into grad school. Hey, uh, 
Um, I have the yeah. app, but you know. <laughs> the air horn app? I didn't know that was a thing. It that is. is thing. I'll save it for... Oh, let me find it. You just tell us about he, your He like, launched it in the first episode it. and it was hilarious. Oh, yeah, shit. I have yeah, my shit right, on me. Right. Oh, okay. But yeah, we... Well, we... Um, I... Um, I found it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We needed that. Um, but okay. So I got into, um, what Georgetown, NYU, Columbia and Stanford. And that's why I thought of the West coast. Cause I'm going to be visiting Stanford soon. And I figured I should update everyone. Cause I talked about that as goals in the first episode and like just a little update, you know, like accomplished you one. Grad school. Check. Let's do it. And it happened. You spoke it. You twatted it. You collaged, collaged it. it. And you literally applied it. <laughs> you were going like humble. I'm just gonna be mad humble, but she was like doing a lot. So snaps all around. Snaps and air horns. Beyonce snaps. <laughs> Snap for the Thanks, kids sis. three times or for the suckers. <laughs> but um I guess that's enough about us. Um things that are going on in the world. There's uh speaking of snapping for the suckers three shit. times. Wait, no. Let's start light and then get dark. Like a good tan in the summer, I like when you we know. Do that. Um, <laughs> anyways, the snap for them suckers three times reminded me of the queen, who was honestly been playing with our lives. Uh, if you're listening <sighs> to this, you know, on the run two was announced. There was a mad scramble for tickets. So we went, we went through it, and then there was. <laughs> she decided to add an extra show just, to our area, uh, which was just so rude. Because of what we had gone through to get these tickets in the first place, but that's fine. You know, we we pay our dues to the hive, and these were our dues, our hive dues, and they were a lot. This month. a bitch's income tax is gone. gone. <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully y'all are seeing on the run too in your cities, and you'll be sitting through Jay Z's set like most of us, and then standing for Girl, the queen uh, when she gets on stage, and we'll see the twins. Hopefully, some glimpses. It's gonna be great. Mm. I'm really hoping for this, like, at least a collab single, if not, like, this collab album that's rumored. And I know that I'm not going to be out here faking like I know all Jay-Z shit. I'm going to be like that meme that everyone's been posting on Twitter of Jay-Z just being like, and he's looking really well, confused. You know, that's they're in Jamaica me. right now, both of them. Something is being filmed. So something is coming. A music video, another visual album, whatever it is. We're getting something. So I'm hype. Beyond On The Run 2. What else is popping? Oh my Infinity god. Infinity Wars. More good things. Bitch. <laughs> I'm stressed. Maya, haven't you been on like a journey of watching Marvel yeah, shit? Yeah, so I'm watching all of MCU in chronological order right now. Shows and movies included. So it's 18 movies and like 12 shows, some with multiple seasons. So I've been on a journey and it's been, it's been a lot, but I'm like finishing up Daredevil right now, which like leads into the second season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I don't know, it's been a lot, but I've been reading recently that I think Cap is going to die in Infinity War, um, which I'm stressed about because- Spoiler alert, fuck, I don't look at anything um, else. It's just a rumor because he says he won't be doing any more Avengers until like, until he says he's not planning to revive the Cap anytime soon. But if y'all recall, 
the last time I was on ass duty, I said I didn't want to give ass to a white man during Black History Month. And it was for Chris Evans, who I've recently realized that I'm deeply in love with. Um, and then he just debuted that beard. I can get with that. In the Infinity War trailer. It's like dark. The cap has been blonde for the past couple of movies, but he's got this like brown, scraggly beard thing happening. And he yes, usually like wax yeah. his chest. And I'm not a chest hair fan, but like I think he has like a light fluff happening and i can just feel it in infinity war so i'm here for it and they gave him a boring ass love interest in what's your face's grand niece um agent carter's and i'm like you know the cap needs to be with a woman of color because it was forbidden when he was alive and now it's not let's get controversial mcu let's just do it also where's our storm movie i'm going off on a tangent here someone stop me because i will not stop on my own thank you goodbye <laughs> I'll hold you back. Aj, isn't your, and I feel like your fam is like a Marvel ministry or like into the superhero stuff. Or is this, or am I just making shit up? Girl, I have three brothers and a nerd father. And I love your dad. He's so (laughs) cute. We're all just, it's, it's all Marvel. Not even just all Marvel. It's just like generally anything that involves an explosion. Like that's it. So that's so mask. Of the <laughs> <trusses>. <laughs> Lately, I've been watching uh, Jessica Jones, though. The second um, season? Which I enjoy. Um, so I didn't start the first season until the second season dropped, but yes, now I'm in okay, season two. I haven't watched season two yet. It's very low on my list. Proud of you and your progress. Yeah, season one was lit. I love Kristen Ritter. So far, season two isn't as much fun. I think they're trying to slow down the plot because they went through, like, I don't, I mean, for anyone who hasn't watched Jessica Jones and wants to, like, skip a couple seconds but they went through an entire yeah they went through an entire villain in one season so it's i think that's what's happening in daredevil too yeah but it seems like they're and maybe i'm off but i'm like six season or six seasons six episodes into season two and like nothing is happening so they could be setting up like a second season of the defenders or something it's a lot. We're talking a lot. Mm. We'll give Marvel an episode one day because there's so much to go through with that damn series. True. But. I would just, I would just like to say, on the flip side, I saw that Iron Man was on like one of my streaming services that I borrow from both you and uh, I, <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, I've literally never seen this. Um, so I'm doing a really trash job of keeping up with everything besides like the big movies where they all come together. I'll share my and, spreadsheet like, with you. I have a four. spreadsheet. That has everything in order. I should probably watch at least and a it's few really of good. them. That's yeah. a lot. Um, one day at a time. One step at a time, as Jordan mm. Sparks once said. Um, Anyways, what else is happening? <laughs> so many things. R.I.P. Stephen Hawking. Um, uh, true. Just pour yeah, one out for science. Light one up for science. Someone blow up a star uh, for science. <laughs> um, uh and they just did that biopic about his life with the kid with the scrunched up face. I can't think of his name. He looks like he's sucking a lemon. He's Newt. Uh, Newt Scamander. Oh, oh my God. Oh God. He's kind of a ginger, but he's not. Oh shit. Yeah. His he, face is ugly. Red mane. Um, yes, him. He did the Stephen Hawking biopic that like got him an Oscar nomination maybe. Right. So I'm shout gonna, out to that. I'm going to pause everything. Biopic V biopic. So I, I don't know. I say both, but I've been saying biopic more lately so, because bio like biography. And then I don't know. Tweet us your thoughts. Even though when you tweeted at us in word form, 
I won't know which pronunciation you're using. So that's that on that. Um, yeah. Uh, Rihanna murdered Snapchat stocks, which was beautiful uh, for being some ignorant mofos, which I loved. What else? I'm trying to think of what else happened. You know, fuck Snapchat. I already deleted it. I prefer Instagram yeah. story. I know a lot of people were like so hesitant to switch over, but I enjoy Insta stories and that's all I'm going to say about it. So retweet Shout out to Rihanna for being on my side. Pisces got to stick together. Um, Donald Trump Jr. Is fucking Aubrey O'Day from Danity Kane. Because I didn't see that, but that's just hilarious. It's hilarious. Apparently his dad told him to stop while his wife was still pregnant. I don't know if that means continue later but (laughs) he's getting divorced so like father like son and cynthia nixon is going to be governor of new york or she's running to be governor of new york so shout out to sex in the city what else Uh, there's so many things that have happened oh by the time you listen to this the march for our lives would have happened and shout out to the kids from parkland still they're like on the cover of time magazine oh yeah i just saw that fuss not a fuss. That's like a terrible excuse. They're still making a ruckus. A ruckus. Like a, a positive ruckus. ruckus. Good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into it. For real. And last but not least, I just want to give, you know, RIP out to uh, Stefan Clark because that's all going to start to unfold in the next couple of days, but we already know. Um, it's pretty fucked up. He had a cell Another- phone. Like, oh, sorry, no. First he had a gun, then it was a crowbar because crowbars look exactly like cell phones these days, right? I'm just like, I'm fucking tired of like, and like, this is good. It's exhausting worrying so much about all of the men in your life, especially because my family is like majority male and my brothers, you know, I don't know, not to say that this has to be personal to me for me to like empathize or sympathize or, you know, be pissed, but it just gets fucking exhausting when people just keep getting killed for no reason. And I know like this is the least eloquent thing I've ever said probably, but it's just, it's, it's tiring. And it's come to a point where I don't even have anything left to say about it. And you kind of don't even, I like, I didn't even want to read about it because it's just going to piss me off all over again. Not that I wasn't already pissed, but yeah, I mean, RIP to him and the two little babies he left behind are like, you know, fatherless. Yeah. Like we're, yeah, we're praying, sending vibes. Like, no, I feel you as someone who has brothers and male cousins. And my little cousin is 18 and stands at about six, three, and is a teddy bear, but to anyone who may not know him could seem threatening. And so I like see him and I see Mike Brown and that like scares me all the time. So I feel you on that. Um, And in that same breath, I think to all the people of Austin, the ones who lost their lives and the ones who are related to those who did lose their lives because of this bomber. um, I think we have them in mind too. The same asshole who ended up killing himself because he got caught and is now being described as distraught and challenged and not as a terrorist, which he is. So, you know, it's like same shit, different day. And it's very, very annoying. Told you guys we were going to go from really light to really dark. So yeah. And we really did. It's <laughs> a spectrum of emotions. Well, cause they're just and that's so great. much fuck shit. We feel our feels. And with that, 
a moment of silence, I feel. This episode of Diet Starts Monday was brought to you by Blue Ivy, allowing Tyler Perry to have a piece of art for his own. What a charitable young woman. We appreciate you, Blue Ivy. Thanks for all you do. All right. Uh, we're back and we're, you know, going to loosen things up a little bit onto our topic for the week. And Maya is on topic duties. So take it away, sis. Okay. So my topic, I know we usually like generate a random one, which was my plan. But then I was watching Grownish from this week and it sort of inspired me for the topic because, you know, Grownish, I have my issues with it as a show i hate that they try to like wrap up all their problems in a neat little bow at the end of every episode because that's not how life be and some of those kids cannot act Mm. but that is besides the point (laughs) um (laughs) i still haven't watched it i'll have to check it out yeah the first two episodes aren't good so once you make it through that you can you'll be all right but um this week's episode is really interesting because it was about how uh uh zoe our protagonist has like six male love interests i'm like shout out to you girl freshman year Um, (laughs) it's actually three but one of them is out of the picture so it's two two of like her guy friends who are in love with her and so she's like confused about their status because she like likes both of them she's like oh this one will like hang out with me for 24 hours straight but then not text me back for three days and then this one will act like we're friends when we're together um when we're together he'll just treat me like a friend but then when we're like not together he'll like send me such nice messages and like make my heart flutter and sound like she i think she said it sounded like adele stole his phone and was texting her for him um which i'm like (laughs) oh well (laughs) So I think my topic is going to, uh, I think my topic is on like this concept of like feels and how, and I guess my first question is sort of like in this age where everyone is like so open with sharing how they feel on social meds, uh, why do you think people our age have such a hard time talking about how they feel face to face and in real life? Hashtag IRL. Hmm. I have a couple thoughts around that that just jumped to mind around why it's difficult to speak with vulnerability about feelings, maybe. Um, At least from a cisgender male perspective, I think that there is a socialization um, from a really young age to not be emotional, to not give a fuck, to not be pressed about that sort of stuff. Like, because that would make you weak or more effeminate or gay. Um, LOL me. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think it's just kind of like drilled into your skull from being a young youth, at least for um, those people who are like masculine or male presenting um, to not be really wrapped up in their feelings and to not care so much or not, show that they care um, or be vulnerable anyway. So I think that makes it difficult and can be like really stifling in your development if you never can get past that or never have the practice of explaining your feelings and speaking those out loud or being honest with another person on that level. Yeah. That's just like the first two cents that came into my brain. I don't know what y'all are thinking. Yeah. I mean, on the flip side of men, most men, being allowed, I guess, the space to have the emotional awareness of anything more than a goldfish. Um, I think on the, like I said, on the flip side, women are, um, 
stereotypically supposed to be so over emotional and like um a lot of men talk about like oh I don't want to like I don't they don't want to deal with your feelings and like it's supposed to be something that you handle yourself and you just kind of like keep your feelings out like out of the relationship and it ends up being a competition for like who cares less um and that's because for one men are not supposed to care and then women in response are supposed to keep their feelings to themselves or not make themselves too vulnerable so as not to upset the man, I guess, um, or to to just make it seem like they don't care. So it's like you're winning in the relationship or situationship or whatever you're in. So I think on like from a a woman's perspective, I think it's discouraged for you to be overly emotional. And as a result, you can become kind of like shut off to expressing those feelings, especially like you said, in real life, because talking to people in person is hard enough as it is, let alone like spilling your soul to someone who might just reject you. So. Yeah. I think you sort of touched on it. Like this whole idea of being rejected or like having to have shared your feelings and then feel like someone's not responding to them properly or like in a way that you would have liked and then being like, damn, never doing that again. Like this person probably thinks I'm a freak because I like said something real or was about to say something (laughs) real. And then they like, the face starts scrunching up a little bit and you're like, Haha, that's like why I think we're the generation of adding LOL to the end of all of our texts because it like, uh, <laughs> I'm the queen of the LOL. You're like, I love you. LOL. Just kidding. My brother wrote that. Like your brother's three. No, he didn't. Um, it's fine. <laughs> but that's funny. Cause on the show, Zoe is like, you know, I think it needs to sit down and talk with these guys about like what's going on. And her friends like, are you 50 face-to-face conversations are for old people like text them, but text them without words, send them emojis. And I'm like, Ooh, you know, been there. Uh, but it's fine because we're all going to go to therapy and it's going to be okay. Which yeah. semi leads me to my second question. Uh, do you find it easier to be on, be honest about how you're feeling with close friends or with someone you might consider a stranger or like maybe an acquaintance. Hmm. Oh, dang. That's tricky. You got uh, me. Hashtag stumped. Uh, really? Because I feel like our friend circle is the, like the feelings as, as Brandon would say, the feelings ministry. <laughs> E-M-O-C-E-M-O-S-E-A. We're drowning in it. yeah no like i that's to me what my friends are for for me to just talk about my feelings because no one else i can't trust anyone else with them although like i do like i do think having an objective uh third party and working out your emotion your like not even just emotions but maybe your turmoil with a stranger is helpful but i definitely don't have a difficult time talking to my friends about my feelings. And maybe that's different. Maybe I just am the emotional friend. Maybe I should shut up. But And I yeah. guess maybe to like widen the question, even if it's not just about feelings, just like being honest in general. So like for me, I think about Aj when you were getting into all of your schools and you were like on your bitches Ivy. And I was like, oh, should I? No, I'm not going to spoil her happiness and be like, it's not an Ivy. <laughs> 
because you were just like, you know, you don't want to be the person to crush somebody. And so <laughs> I'm like, Damn, no, sis, you should have told me. Like, you're like, you know, you're like, oh, you should have told me. But I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that person. Like, she's my friend. I don't, maybe someone else will tell her and it'll hurt less coming from a stranger. Don't want to rock the boat. Nah, I, it's cool because a bitch did get into Columbia, which is definitely an Ivy. Yes, it is. So yes, it's it whatever. Is. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know what schools are considered Ivy and which ones aren't. So like if I had known, I think I might've been like, yo girl, <laughs> this is what it is. But nah. I literally did it because ignorant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's the, I feel like that's how I got away with it though, is like most people don't know. And because I didn't know and I fucking applied. So here we are. Also, it is harder to get into Stanford than it is Harvard. So flips hair, but um, hey, uh... <laughs> um, they, they like spit that little fact, like very subtly somewhere on their website, but um yeah no i i i personally appreciate honesty from friends more than i do strangers like when people don't tell me my flies down that shit really gets to me like you're supposed to be my girl if my hair is out of whack my fly is down my bra strap sticking out like you could see my thong <laughs> like whatever like you need to let me know i'd rather hear it from you uh that's so funny brandon i'll let you answer and then i'll True. say my I don't think I have too much left to add. I think hearing you all, no, it's it's like definitely, I mean, the question was originally about like, is it easier to be honest or, you know, emotionally vulnerable, I guess, with your friends versus acquaintances. And I think at least within my like close friends, so like y'all um, and then, you know, some of the, the day ones and stuff, um, even though I'm that bitch who has like 6,000 like quote unquote friends, um, I think I run in a lot of circles and stuff, but when it comes down to it, the people that I spend the most time, like coming back to and confiding in, I feel like for the most part, I'm pretty honest with y'all um, about what's going on from day to day, whether it's super exciting and good stuff that I'm hype about, or whether it's like, yeah, this bullshit has me stressed. Um, and sometimes there's that, I work in a place where I have, just for example, as far as like acquaintances go, a um, hundred plus coworkers and I know all of them by name. I like, which I think is hard to say. I pretty much like everyone I work with, like to some degree or another, like I wouldn't mind like grabbing a bite to eat with them or just like chilling. Um, That's another story. But there are still, <laughs> I'm fortunate. My coworkers are pretty cool. Um, but I still feel like I have a lot of superficial conversations sometimes where it's like that. How are you? And I'm just like, Good. <laughs> size heavily because <laughs> I'm just like I don't really feel like getting into it but like the expectation is when you ask me how I am that I say good and then I say how are you and then you say good and then we nod and go our separate ways even if we're not mm -hmm. um so in that kind of environment like yeah I'm like literally fine no I'm not dying but maybe there's some shit going on today that isn't ideal um but I try not to be like a source of negativity in this space so you know, I hold some of that back. Um, so I would say, yeah, with my, with my closer friends is where you find that vulnerability. <sighs> About to be opposite uh, Ophelia over here, because honestly, I'm going to be real with y'all. I think it's easier to be honest with people that I don't know than I, uh, than I think it is to be with people that I do know for like reasons that I probably can't explain. I'm sure it's like something within the psyche, but I think it's low risk 
being honest with strangers because like I don't care about you and so if I'm like oh you have like shit on your face or your breath stinks or like I don't know you have an unlikable personality you have shit on your face yeah even if you have actual shit on your face you know stuff happens maybe you're changing your baby's diaper um for me I'm like you know I say what I have to say and then I don't have to care about you and I don't have to care about that because I don't care about you but as a INFP and slash a cancer who feels everything at all times I'm always like assessing the risks of being honest with the people that I care about because I'm like damn like what if they don't take it the right way and then they think I'm being mean or like I don't know I'm always thinking you know um Worst case scenario, who watches This Is Us? Everybody. Randall and Beth play worst case scenario. I am playing worst case scenario all the time in my head when I'm having conversations with people, which is like exhausting mentally, but don't know how to turn it off. And so I'm like, damn, like, what is the risks of me being honest with this person? And then you're like overthinking it and then you don't say anything and then you explode from all the internal stress that you've just developed. I think it's interesting that you jumped straight to being honest with people about their, I guess not their shit or like something that's going on with them as opposed to like, I immediately thought about my own personal vulnerability, like how honest am I able to be with people about how I'm feeling like that, like not to be all like, Hey, Maya, be vulnerable now, <laughs> but like, <laughs> what are your yeah, thoughts? no, that's not my jam. I don't talk to anybody about my feelings. It's actually really unhealthy, but you know, that's an issue for another day. And that's an issue for Dr. Johnson, my imaginary therapist. LOL. Um, when you think you're friends with Maya, but you're not actually. <laughs> that's so real. You guys know I live a secret life. No, I'm kidding. But, um, I still love it. It's very impossible. Maya, let me know if you're ready to go on because I do have like one other thought that you no, go for it in my in my brain. Speak. As far as like the being vulnerable with strangers versus people you know really well, there's only one like contextual thing that I guess I apply in the opposite direction when I reflect to coming out um, as a homosexual. Um, I actually told a whole shit ton of people that I had just met before I told a lot of my oh, close yeah, friends. Oh, because it was college, right? So I, I, yeah. So I don't know if that's just like a whole different situation, which, you know, is like, I, I feel like that's a conversation in and of itself, but just as an example of something that's kind of the opposite of maybe what I feel is my nature. When I, I didn't start coming out really until college, basically like the summer between senior year and college. And then as I got into college, but it was so much easier to, to just decide like, well, you know, these people don't even know me. So like they might as well know me for who I feel I am like up front. Mm. Cause there's no like mask to take off. There's nothing to reveal. This is all they know me as. Whereas these other people have these many years of like whatever front the, I was putting up. Um, not that they probably didn't fucking know and assume anyway, but you know what I mean? So in that specific context, I told a whole bunch of strangers um, before I told my friends or my close friends. But we can psychoanalyze that later. Turn up. Yeah. And I don't want to not to um, speak for you, but I feel like a lot of that comes from like 
the low risk aspect of saying, you know, like you said, I can be who I am with these folks and they don't know me and they don't have the quote unquote old me to compare the new me to. And so that risk of rejection is just so much lower. And I think there's comfort in sort of being able to start anew with people, which is probably, I don't know. I feel like this is just such a, a deep rooted issue, like this whole concept of being honest. And a lot of it probably has to do with being honest with yourself, which is sort of yeah. my next question. Um, and it's not really a question. It's like more of a thought. And so maybe you guys can help me work through it. Uh, Go for it. What, why do you think folks our age, maybe even a little younger than us since kids are developing at a lot faster rate, have such a hard time being like honest with who they are to themselves and are able to more like be honest in places like a blog or like in a secret social media account as opposed to like, you know, this is me, I'm whatever, accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be all... And I think I've already established myself as the, like, fuck the man hippie-ish-esque friend. Speak on it, But sis. we live in a society that profits off of our insecurities. So the fact that people don't like who they are is literally the, the reason for, like, the entire dieting industry, the entire makeup industry. Like, you're taught that you need to be something other than who you are and, like, there's all those quotes about like in a society that tells you to hate yourself, like loving yourself is a rebellious act. But that shit is like cliche for a reason. It's, it's really true. And I can understand why these kids see like they're constantly bombarded with all these images of perfection in the media that aren't actually that don't actually exist. And now they have to deal with social media from a time that th- those like formative years where I couldn't even conceptualize what a perfect human body was supposed to look like. They now are like just constantly seeing it or they're told that they have to behave a certain way or believe certain things. And they're just like, they're still trying to formulate, I don't know, like anything about themselves. They don't know anything about themselves yet. So of course they're hiding who they really are from everyone, except the very few people that they trust enough to let them follow on their Finsta. Like it's a pretty, I don't know. I think it's a pretty cut and dry issue, but that's just me. Hmm. This has me like all in my feels. Cause I'm thinking back to, like high school brand with his little bowl cut and his cargo shorts. And I'm just like, why did I do half the things that I did? (laughs) I think it's because I was like seeking approval and community from somebody. And that's like a very basic human instinct, I think. So like, it's one of those things where it's like, shoulda, coulda, woulda. When I reflect on past me i'm always thinking well why did you care why did it matter what so and so thought or whatever as long as i was happier what i wanted to do i was doing but it 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 does matter when it comes down to it like that acceptance is something that we crave so if that means assimilating in one way or the other um that provided security maybe at a time when you didn't feel super strong, like standing alone or being in your own truth. Wow. This is so vague no, you're and cliche, sense. but I'm like, I'm like on a, on a roll of 
I just don't even know, but I'm in my feelings <laughs> just thinking about it. And so I think a lot of the things that I wasn't comfortable with even a year ago, as, as you push the boundaries and the confines that you put yourself in, I'm just saying a lot of words, y'all, but they're like spilling out of me. I don't know. You continue to push yourself and grow and redefine yeah, who I you think, are. No, I think that makes perfect sense, sense at all. Yeah. It's just these, I think nowadays they have to do it publicly. So that growth happens on a blog or on whatever personal site they have that where they feel comfortable, whereas they just kind of present whatever they think everyone wants to see on their, you know, real Insta or, you know, whatever. Which is still seeking approval though. Cause you're going back and checking and for like comments, yeah. these likes, these retweets, these other things that say like, Yes, we're okay with what you just right. chose to present. Ugh, yeah, the I drama guess of it all. The whole this whole topic. I don't know. It's a lot. And obviously it's questions that we cannot answer for you because we're clearly still figuring it out. But for me, I think a lot of it just comes from this idea of like everyone, you know, everyone I know is like having a quarter life crisis, myself included. And so <laughs> <laughs> this whole idea <laughs> of like who am I? And like, what version of me is the real version of me? And like, you've lived these 20 some odd years of your life, but like, what parts of that were real and what parts of that were, like you said, the facade that you were putting, it's like, I don't know, it's this whole idea of like, who am I? Because you don't know, because how much of it was an act and how much of it was some bits of you trying to fight their way out into the real world and like sort of being stuffed back by the quote unquote man or the woman, whoever is distressing you in life. And we all go through these emotions and life is a lie. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like really the hard. more important question. I, I think the important question that like we start looking at too in our twenties is like, not just like who am I and who was I trying to be or who am I trying to be? It's like, who do I want to be in the future? And Oh, bitch, you just be <laughs> my whole it's, mind. And obviously pieces of our past have to come with that. But the larger question we're trying to answer is like, what do I want going forward? Because it's about time I start making decisions. But that is so fucking scary. Oh, And how do you know? What is it that you want? And it's like, I don't know. This is a lot. I think all of my feels are coming out to share with you, strangers, because I don't want to talk to my real friends about them. And so here we are. <laughs> Too bad you got both. Pretend we're not here. It'll be more authentic. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. It's like you, like you said, like, who do I want to be? And then, like, making sure that that is who you want to be and not who mom or dad or significant other or friends have sort of formed you into being because you're, like, this person in the group or you're this person in the family. And so, sort of being able to break away from that and be like, you know, I know I was that for you, but, like, I need to be this for me right now right in order to be like the best version of me bob yeah which is hard mm. <laughs> Woo. yeah that's real so did not mean to take everyone well actually i did i hope you all took a moment and <laughs> reflected on your lives because that's why we're here we're here to help you go on a journey and sometimes that journey is shitty af but sometimes it's really great but all of that being said We've said a lot for you to sit with and think about. And so we're going to take a moment. We're taking a lot of moments this episode, but we're going to take a moment to 
reflect and we're going to come back with something a lot more lighthearted, which is objectification, which we love. So we'll be back. More scat. <laughs> oh my Anyways. goodness. I don't think that was scatting. That was like a musical. It interview. really wasn't. We're probably going to get sued for this, so I'm going to stop now. No, this is Patrick. On that note, we are on to this week's dad ass. And I thought long and hard about this. And by that, I mean, I realized it was my turn five minutes before we started recording. And I just thought to myself, like, who, who are you has had to this week? Who has, um, first of all, maybe second of all, who was the apple of my eye? And I came to this conclusion. You all may have seen the reboot of queer eye for Zeus. Right Ooh, guy. Yes. And Love it. it's actually a pretty fun show to, not to like be a faker. I've only seen like three of the episodes. So I still have to like get through the rest of them, but the fab five, um, they're five gentlemen's of the, of the homo queer identifying variety, um, who step into somebody's life to help them make some adjustments and some improvements to really live their best life and get things back on track. Maybe when they were falling off, but there's one person in particular who I'm just like obsessed with. I've like followed their Instagram and all their other social medias and, I'm just going to say it. It is Tan France. Um, I think he's super QT. He is like the fashion guru on the show. And all of his looks are like super simple, but like classy and chic. And he is always serving like a little bit of titty, um, which I'm also a fan of is like doing a couple of your buttons undid. And his hair is like really put together and his looks are cute and his laugh is precious. And I think he's from like Utah or something, but he sounds British to me. I don't even know. Is he the silver but the fox? point is, yes. Yeah. Okay. He's like the, um, the, he's like Indian or Pakistani or something. Sorry if I'm like being that offensive, but yes, he is super cute. His looks are super fresh and oh, I just enjoy been. his presence on the show. Oh, well, fuck me. Sorry, I'm Googling him because I haven't watched the um, reboot. And so I have no idea who any of those men are. But I've seen them stomping across the street and I'm here for it. I cry every episode. I'm not even like, I I shit you not. Every single one. And also, sorry, Maya, for spoiler. But first episode, Tom and Abby, they're engaged. Like, they really out here changing lives. Yes. (sighs) It's true. Maya, you should watch like at least an episode or two and like. No, I hear it's good. Um, all the all the nuggets that I work with like love it, and so because they change lives in like three days, like no joke. I heard that Abby. What is it, Phil and Abby, Tom and Abby? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard that was like staged. I hope it's not. You know, better not. But I'm here for the love. Honestly, I can't worry. I'm like not there for the person whose life that they're like improving. I'm there for the fat five. <laughs> um, and even though we're talking about Tan France Karama. as everything, I just want to say, I love him too. I want that blonde guy to come like make my place of living mm-hmm. super fancy. Like people sleep on him, but he like literally spices up their whole fucking life. Can you imagine if he just redid your whole house? I was like, what the Wait hell? Wait until you get to... I need someone to interior design What episode me. was it? It was either episode like 
I think one of the last ones on the season, he redoes someone's like whole house and his dad had passed. He makes a quilt, like a, like a family quilt for them. Like it's a whole thing. And I'm like, how did you do that in three days? <sighs> well, Lord. Yes. We could go on forever, but shout out to the fab five in general and a special shout out to Tan France for being fashionable and cute and quirky and fun and just inspiring in general. I'm behind it. <sighs> I'm behind Size. it. I don't, I don't know it, but I, I support your decisions. Thank you. Well, then it's my turn for the bop of the week. I should stop singing because I can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> so this week I decided to throw it back to some of the smooth stylings of my childhood. Um, uh, brought to you by one Beastie Boys. Uh, the song is intergalactic i don't know if anyone knows it i really don't care if you know it because i know it five-year-old aj knows it i love it and you all should love it too so here's a little bit of my childhood enjoy Um, yeah, not familiar with that BC Boys song, but I'm here for the white rappers of the, what was it, like the 90s? Yes, definitely I'm the 90s. I'm down for it. It was dope. I think like two of them were probably, I think there were two of them were like Jewish also. So, you know, as someone who's a 16th Jewish, I feel like it's just speaking to all parts of me. Uh, but anyways, somehow, folks, we've made it to the end of another episode and i think we've probably hurt your feelings more this one than we've ever had before so apologies but that being said thank you thank you for going on this journey with us i think it's been like two months that we've been doing this and that's quasi but we're getting we're getting along and the show is ever-changing we are grateful for your feedback for those of you who give it to us and those of you who are afraid to Tell me, because you're a stranger. We can keep it real with each other. <laughs> yeah, be honest. Remember, that's what we talked about. Yeah, keep it keep it a hundred. Put it on your blog. Yeah. Tweet it into existence. Yes. Uh, just, you can subtweet us. It's fine. I can take it. But for those of you who love what we're doing, uh, you can always find us on Apple Podcasts. In addition to also being on SoundCloud, you can pick your poison. Uh, make sure you subscribe, you rate, you comment, you rate again, comment more. The more you rate and comment, the more easier it is for other people to find us. Um, and if you hate it, give us one star. It's fine. We can take it. We have tough skin. Follow us on Twitter. We had a really good Twitter chat about um, screen names. That was kind of funny and got a lot of traction. So shout out to Aj for that. And also we're on Instagram. Our Instagram is ever developing. But yes, Twitter and Instagram at DSMPod or on Facebook if you're still down for that ministry at Diet Starts Monday Podcast. You can always email us. Our email is not as popping as I want it to be, but Diet Starts Monday Podcast at gmail.com. We're there. We're square and we're ready to answer. If you want to talk to some strangers about who you are, who you think you want to be, send us an email, send us a tweet, send us a DM. Uh, and that all being said, folks, as always, I'm Maya. I'm Aj. 
And I'm Brandon. And our diet starts each and every other Monday. Monday. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Bye, <other>. Monday. <laughs> Awkward. Brandon uh, ruined I it. I work here. You work here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, is, this is falling it. apart very quickly. So, bye. 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 Besos. <laughs>This week's episode of Die Starts Monday was produced and edited by Ajane Trust with production support from the entire DSM squad, including M. Dowie and B. Shat. Our theme song was written and performed by Brandon Shat and approved by Queen B. You can find episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DSM Pod or on Facebook at Die Starts Monday Podcast. It's just like, can you just leave me the fuck alone? Can we just both exist? <laughs>